Howdy, folks. Chris McLean back with yet another episode. And in the studio today, I've got Aiden from Jefferson Digital. And they help real estate professionals grow their pipelines and get more listings through systems and paid ads. Aiden, thanks so much for joining me on the show, mate. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Chris, and uh, appreciate the intro. No pleasure. Um, so take us through why why real estate? Why why you what is that something you worked in previously? Was it purely a, a strategic decision? Um, how did the the agency get started for you, and and why did you decide to niche down to specifically real estate? Yeah, great question. Um, I guess for myself, and I've always had a bit of an interest in in real estate or. And I'm also one day kind of getting into the investing side, development side, okay. um, whatever that kind of looks like. So it was kind of a natural, a natural thing. Um, and it's, and I also knew that, um, you know, focus is, is really important and you, you know, I knew I had to niche down, um, and real estate makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. Um, the, the first one is obviously, um, that, you know, with, with real estate, you know, you'll have a high, high transaction value. So, um, you know, for them, it makes a lot of um, sense from an ROI standpoint. Um, and you know, you can, you can get those tangible results. Um, and mm -hmm. there is listings can be worth quite a lot. And obviously, yeah. especially in, in this kind of state where it is a seller's market, that can also be the hardest thing to get, um, when it comes to, to getting more sellers into your pipeline. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a couple things there. And then obviously, you know, when kind of COVID came about as well, there was this, you know, digital transition where a lot of agents kind of weren't on top of, um, or, you know, they, they weren't quite prepared for it as well. Yeah, it's very, very timely. So it's definitely a, a seller's market at the moment. I know where I live, there's like literally every weekend, every auction goes off at a, a gangbuster price. Um, so certainly since, since COVID, it's been a, a much different market. Um, did you find that you said that you, you found a lot of real estate agents so they weren't prepared for the digital component was it more that they're you know essentially live auctions and being able to go and um do the visitations that that side of things that that physical side shut down and they had to work out a way to communicate all that yeah. stuff online was, was that the major issue yeah yeah for sure i guess that was kind of you know when it was all initially happening um, a bit, a bit of that, but um, even like this, it's kind of a lot of things have been pushing digital even before then. Um, and this just yeah. kind of accelerated what was actually happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, for them, obviously virtual auctions were, became a thing and, you know, we had a few of these other things, but even more so like moving out of it, you know, it just accelerated this, you know, transition to being able to reach people at scale, you know, on, mm. on digital and through social media and some of these other platforms, um, that you, yeah. that we can really leverage. Um, and mm. it, it was a, yeah, obviously a big kind of bottleneck for, for a lot of, you know, companies, or at least, you know, they weren't kind of taking advantage of it. Um, you know, whether that's an agency themselves, you know, a actual real estate broker or even an individual agent, it was a, you know, for a lot of them, it was something that was kind of a hurdle that, you know, they're, they're used to, you know, doing a lot of these traditional activities that they've always done. Um, and they mm. hadn't really pushed into this space as much as they, um, should have, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where and how do you support? So, do we talk about sort of paid ads, but um, specific platforms? How are you? How are you helping them build those pipelines? Are you are you just focused on kind of the ad component? Are you looking at that entire entire sales funnel, marketing program, strategy? Where do you sort of 
start and end uh, with your service to help them build that pipeline out? Yeah, so it's something that's, you know, always evolving with us because we're always trying to kind of mm -hmm. innovate and be a, a kind of step ahead of the curve when it mm -hmm. comes to that service delivery component. Um, yeah. A lot of we of what we do at the moment is, um, you know, get it, getting in front of people at scale um, on the lead generation side, you know, getting more kind of listing opportunities, um, generating, you know, more people that, that want to get appraisals on their properties um, and really build out that pipeline, you know, through through social media. And normally that's, you know, Facebook, um, Instagram, um, but definitely, you know, not limited to that. Um, like we are always kind of adding bits and pieces. And then obviously, you know, there's a component of that that comes down to, you know, lead nurturing, um, you know, have, being in front of people across um, whether, you know, that's having email follow-up or um, implementing something like SMS, Facebook Messenger. Um, there's a bunch of ways we can kind of have some sort of continued content um, so that actually would go along um, you know, with their own follow-up over the phone as well. Okay, so you're <clears throat> you not, not essentially you're not you're driving traffic to their existing assets rather than sort of providing lead gen and, and booked appointments that sort of thing. So you're using social media paid ads to drive traffic to an existing website or an existing landing page or something like that, rather than build, yes, building that, that, that final asset. Yeah, yeah. So we we yeah we kind of generate most of the leads through cold traffic. So we're getting in front of new people, um, okay. and you know, typically we use things like um, like like chatbots and that kind of thing to actually mm. you know take them to um, for someone, make it really simple for someone to actually inquire, um, you know, about mm. you know if, if that's an appraisal, you know, about getting an appraisal from that agent, um, okay. or you know they're interested in selling. It could be um, a number of different things, and then obviously having a system to you know send out those inquiries you know instantly as soon as they kind of come in mm -hmm. so is it more is it really that inquiry management that communication piece um is it also i mean real estate and investing and buying property it's such a visual thing right you have to go and see the property really to buy it um when yeah. when that sort of happened with covid where you couldn't it was harder to physically go how did you tackle that sort of visual component um was it the communication and inquiries and pricing and that side of thing? Was there a, a component of how do we show these properties off? How are we ensuring that we're creating that that visual engagement that you would get from physically going to a property? Was that something that you had to sort of tackle and help agents um, sort of pivot with? Yeah. So I mean, in terms of you know, obviously we you know we were kind of when we work with our clients, we work pretty closely, so. You know, we'll you know we'll have a conversation about that. Like, what are, what are you currently doing to to actually you know present present your you know your your service essentially? I um, mean, kind of get over a couple of those barriers. Um, obviously, the biggest thing for them is just you know getting their foot in the door in the first place, um, which is you know what what having that 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 first component that, that we provide um, as a service helps with. Um, and then you know if they need kind of extra guidance, we're always happy to kind of help out in that regard. Um, and kind of give, give any kind of can, you know guidance on on what might be necessary there, um, but you know for the for the most part it's kind of just getting getting their foot in the door um, as as that first step, and then they can kind of take that um, to where it's where they need it to be, um, mm -hmm. yeah, especially yeah. you know getting their foot in the door you know through digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So did, was this something that you, have you got a, a marketing background? Did you sort of study this in uni? Was this something you just 
woke up one day and went, I want to run an agency. How did Jeff, the sort of Jefferson Digital, how did the whole thing come about to begin with? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was, um, you know, I've always been, you know, a little bit entrepreneurial. Um, I, I did, I did um, business at university. I mean, I'm kind of like a, a kind of like a university dropout at this at this point. But, um, <laughs> you know, I did, I did best, business at university. Some of the best. Stars. It wasn't quite what I was, um, you know, what I what I thought it would be. It was a bit too theoretical for me. I'm a bit right. more kind of want to want to put my hands on, you know, in, get into it, um, and actually build it out. Like that's the that's the thing for me. Um, so, you know, since then I you know, had done, you know, e-commerce, um, at a small scale when I was, when I was a lot younger, um, and then, and then I ended up working for, for another marketing company in Sydney. And, you know, we worked with a lot of, um, you know, more kind of corporate type companies. And I actually did a lot of search, search ads and Google ads for them as well. Right. Um, so that was like, you know, we used to do like a lot of that, well, I actually used to run a lot of the search ads for like the Victorian government. Um, yeah, right. and that was even up to, yeah, uh, yeah. And you kind of, yeah. So I worked full-time for them for, for quite a while. Um, mm. we also did like Royal Cannon, like a pet food company. They were kind of a few of the accounts that, that I used to work on. Um, and mm. then, you know, for kind of before, before starting, you know, my own agency, um, and really going all out in, in that with the, for real estate, um, essentially. So yeah, mm. my, my mm. background's pretty much, yeah, on the, on the marketing side and, you know, had had done some study and even e-commerce before that. Yeah, right. And what what was that that point where you went? I'm going to leave essentially corporate or client side and start my own thing because um, that that's always a it's a it's a big step to take for a lot of people because you you a lot of the time you did you start this kind of as a side hustle while you were still working or did you do the old the classic burn the bridges just go go all in well what was your approach to that transition from yeah it, it definitely someone um, else to your own thing yeah it definitely took me a while to 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 actually to actually completely come off the the job um yeah like i was actually making quite a lot of money with the agency and it was doing quite well um and i was mm. you know very very overworked by the time i actually um cut it off so i probably should have cut it off um earlier but for me, like from, you know, from the start, it was always like, look, I, I, you know, there was a point where I had to do my own thing and I would figure it out, um, which, which I eventually, you know, managed to do. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there was times, I think, like essentially, like I, I kind of started this, you know, pretty much, you know, went, went all out with the, you know, with, with the agency and when I was still kind of working, you know, full time, like last year, like around, you know, maybe around like May or March, March to May, somewhere around that kind of time period. Um, and obviously that was during COVID. We were all able to work remotely, which kind of gave me a little bit more time. Um, but I used to, I used to kind of work, you know, two hours in the morning before, before I'd actually have to work for, for the other company I used to work for, uh, the other agency. Um, I used to work that on my own agency, you know, do any calls yeah. that I could to prospects or whatever it is um, just yeah. To, yeah. to grow it. And then, I used to work like the eight hours with the, you know, the other agency I was working for, and then I would do another couple of hours on my own, like at night, or it could even be two to four hours. So, you know, it was like those kind of, you know, 12, 14 hour kind of days for quite a long period of time before I, um, mm -hmm. before I fully kind of, you know, cut it off and was like, I just said, yeah, I can't operate like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, classic side hustle. Um, so what, what, what was that defining point? Was it the, you had enough revenue in the business or was it just, 
you saw the potential and you're like, I, I as you said, I, I can't maintain 12, 14 hour days. And you had, you just, yeah. for, your, for your for your own sanity and mental yeah. health, you had to make a decision between, am I sticking agency side or am I doing my own thing? Was that kind of the, the decision point for you? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, definitely a bit of that um, in terms of like, yeah, I, I couldn't, you know, keep, keep operating how I was and, you know, you know, I was like, I was coming off of the back of like a, a month where, you know, I imported like five clients in like two weeks or something. Um, yeah, right. So I literally just had this huge spike in kind of revenue. Um, mm. And and yeah, I was, I had, yeah, I think at this point I had like, you know, we had like 12, um, 12 like clients, like, and, and I was still working at this other agency where we had multiple accounts that I was supposed to be running as well. Um, and that's when I was like, yeah, I've just got to go to do it. And um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, enough's enough. Only so many hours and so much attention yeah. and energy. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was like you know, highly profitable as well. So it was like, mm-hmm. didn't really make much sense to to keep trying to do both. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially That's a good way to do it. Yeah. My, yeah, my hourly rate wasn't really congruent with, um, you know, with, with the stuff I was doing myself, um, put it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a a nice way to do it, where you you build up your, your side hustle until it's a, a full time hustle, or it's a you know, it's it, it's replacing or it's it's as close to replacing yeah. your income, and you're ready to make that transition. Um, I think it's a, a very sensible way to do things if you can again if you can kind of manage those the the yeah. mania yeah. of the, of those those bigger days and those, those just the the time commitment yeah. and as you said allocate really getting diligent with allocating that time and saying right i'm going to get up a couple hours early i'm going to do a couple hours in the morning and to do a couple hours at night and and stick with that over a few months to really build it out that's yeah yeah and it's the it's, it's hard yeah, it to like do the, so a lot, a lot yeah, of people to, don't commit that to be the task that that um like kind of move the needle forward as well like within those hours that i just had to be consistent with um and obviously it was something that worked as well because I was remote um, and I worked remotely. So I didn't have to, I didn't have the commute. I didn't have all these different things. Uh, um, and it was also, yeah. I obviously had the kind of work ethic to be able to do it. Um, mm. But yeah, obviously it's not something I would recommend to everyone. I know people take different approaches when it comes to, to starting businesses. And yeah. 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 yeah it's an interesting point. I think it's a, a fantastic time to, to, as you said, commute times have disappeared so that two hour you know some people have an hour two hours just of commute time a day pre-covid that's now freed up you know a couple hours to work on something else outside of a job so yeah, it's certainly a there's an opportunity you see the opportunity in the, the environment to take advantage and say well look I've, I've got a couple hours a day where i used to be doing something else or commuting mm-hmm. or in team meetings or yeah. brainstorm sessions and all this kind of stuff that wastes a lot of our time how can i reallocate that that time and attention to something that's actually going to yeah, exactly. provide me long time sort of sustainable growth yeah that was exactly so, it. So, yeah nice so where are you at now is it, is it just yourself have you built out a team um is it, and if not do you have sort of plans to to scale through team locally globally vas um what does that sort of team component and capacity look like for you yeah so yeah we're building out a, a bit of a team at the moment so um like i've been operating with like a um like couple um, virtual assistants for a while mm-hmm. um, so the business is pretty systemized in terms in in that regard 
Um, but you know, we've kind of recently brought on like a, you know, a media buyer, someone that kind of does a lot of the, the marketing and takes some of the client fulfillment off my hands. Um, and then, and then we're also kind of building out a bit more in terms of, um, on the sales side as well, and a bit of a team around that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So, you know, it'll be, you know, obviously by the time this, this probably airs, you know, we'll probably be like a, you know, team of, you know, probably like six, six, five or six in total. Um, all, all remotely nice. kind of, you know, all over the, mm. all over the world kind of thing. There might be some mm. like in Australia, New Zealand, um, and then, you know, obviously other kind of countries as well. Yeah. Nice. And is your client base Australia or do you have a global client base or is it local, um, to where you're, you're based or what does your client base look like? Yeah. At the moment it's, um, it's kind of an even split between Australia and New Zealand. So we've probably yeah. got half of our clients here and, and half in New Zealand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is that because you understand that market and you've got expertise around that, how, how that industry works rather because it real estate, something that obviously shifts yeah, quite differently between countries. Yeah. I mean, the market's just, um, yeah, obviously a better understanding here, but also it's, mm-hmm. um, Australia and New Zealand's a little bit less competitive when it comes to, um, mm-hmm. marketing companies in the U S like in, especially in the real estate niche, um, mm-hmm. and the market's a little bit more mature. So what you have to offer, um, is a little bit more complicated. Um, and, right. and like, you know, I, I like simple. So, you know, for now it's like, you know, we have lots of room to grow still in Australia mm-hmm. and New Zealand, you know, once we max that out, then we can kind of look to the U S or, or Canada or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we still see a lot of room for growth, you know, here. So any kind of looking anywhere else would be a bit of a shiny object at this point. In yeah. Time. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There's there's massive two two pretty big countries, um, and said and yeah, the the opportunity that those both markets are are booming in terms of you know, property sales and and that side of things are certainly booming at the moment. Um, do do you stay pretty tight on those trends of where the industry is heading? Are we we're in a bubble? Are we booming? We're busting? You must need to stay pretty on top of kind of where the industry, the real estate market as a whole is heading um, just so you know how to, how and when to communicate for your clients. Is, is that sort of extra work that you do to maintain that that expertise? Yeah, I mean, it, it's more so that I just, I mean, I speak to, you know, lots and lots of agents. Like, mm. you know, I'll speak to, you know, hundreds of agents a year. Um, so obviously when you, when you speak to them, you understand like if there's new regulations coming in, you know, there's right. new changes, obviously in, in New Zealand, there was a bit of a change, um, in terms of, you know, investors couldn't, couldn't come in and, and buy things in the same way they were before. Mm. Um, and there was some regulations put on that, which, um, slightly mm. affected parts of the market when it came to, um, certain, you know, selling kind of certain properties. And I believe that's kind of happened in the last, you know, few months as well. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, as a result of, you know, COVID and people, you know, there'd been this housing shortage, um, in terms mm. of, you know, there's plenty of buyers, but just not, not um, as many kind of listings available for people to actually get into. Um, so obviously mm. that's why they kind of pushed out the investors. So yeah, different things like that, but you know, it's just because I've, you know, I speak to obviously, mm. you know, our own clientele, but also, um, you know, new people that I kind of speak to, um, every day really. Mm-hmm. And is that you? Yeah. And, and you sort of pass that through your team as well as you're sort of building this team out. Is that, is that a, an important component to 
have across your team? Is it is it necessary that your team knows that stuff, or do they just need to know the the tools and tactics of running the campaigns, doing the, the sort of technical work, or do you, would you prefer them to have at least an understanding of that industry, that market, kind of where things are going? Is that, is that something important to bake into your team? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely to a to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, there's things um, that's important for them to know. Things that, you know, depending on the role, um, is that as important for them to know. But generally, you know, that's something you know we might cover in like a you know team meeting if like I see that something's you know going a certain way and we need to look to make um, these adjustments to that as a as a result or you know we need to test something more here or um, maybe it's a new channel. You know, maybe it's a new way of capturing the leads. It could be any any number of kind of different things there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, in terms of where, where where are things moving for you? Do you think in terms of is there a new platform? Is there a new way of engaging? Uh, what are sort of the, the the coming trends sort of in this, particularly in sort of real estate and the niche you're operating in ads? Is Facebook looking like it's the place to be? Um, is something like a TikTok or a Clubhouse of these sorts of platforms um, evolving as, as viable channels for your industry? Where, where do you see sort of the things moving over the next six to 12 months in, in terms of any sort of insights or, or trends that you see coming through? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, it's, it's kind of always in, always in flux. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously building out, I mean, obviously this is the, era where like if, if you're if you're a media company obviously you have a lot of influence um so like if obviously kind of people with their own you know having their own branding um is, is definitely something to kind of move into where you know they have their own channels of reaching people whether that's whether that's kind of through youtube um and obviously you know on some of these channels you can get you know more you know you can get leads that are more referral like because they've been you know indoctrinated with your you know content um really that could be you know, on any channel, but I think that's kind of becoming more and more important as well. Um, so maybe something that that's something we'll kind of move into at some point or, you know, have have some way we can help agents um, with that too. Um, in addition mm-hmm. to, you know, just just the lead generation um, and some of these other things where we are, we are kind of building the pipeline, but also, you know, helping them to, you know, understand that, that um, you know, they, they kind of have to have their own way of reaching, reaching an audience and, um, getting getting that kind of influence as well. Yeah, right. So building influential personal brands essentially. So having their own individual brand as an agent that then they can sort of push across to their business asset. Mm. Yeah, I could see that 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 could be a very a very influential way to build influence. Obviously, I mean they, they they're in cool environments. They're in beautiful houses. They're in nice landscapes, and they're that people buy from people, right? So, yeah, the more you can push that individual brand and that personality and character of the agent, um, yeah, it could be a, a really interesting space to, to get more involved in. I could see how that could work really well, particularly for, for agents that are selling beautiful, you know, beautiful properties and they, they tend to be very well presented and nicely dressed and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of opportunity to build nice brands off and, and you know, really leverage the, the personal brand to help their their sales. Mm, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, mate, thanks, thanks so much for swinging by. If people want to find out more about Jefferson Digital, find out more about yourself, um, if they're agents looking to grow their brands or 
generate more pipeline? Where are the best places uh, for them to come and get connected with you? Yeah, so I mean, definitely, um, you know, on, on our website, kind of jeffersondigital.com. Um, obviously, that that goes into a bit more about um, you know what we do and how how to actually you know kind of get in contact with the team. Um, you know, maybe if you are an agent, um, we also obviously that that link to our Facebook group um, is you know our new Facebook group, which is you know real estate marketing and sales secrets. Um, and obviously, we kind of you know go live in that in that group um, with different types of trainings and different different things that to basically help you know real estate agents with with a few of these things that um, you know we went over today. Um, and you know if um, you know ever want me for anything, um, probably the best way to find me is probably the, my Instagram. Um, so that's just um, the the Aiden Jefferson's the the handle there. So um, just shoot me a message on there if you have any questions or anything like that as well. Um, and I'm I'm kind of happy to to help you out um, over there. Awesome, man. As always, I'll I'll drop all those links in the show notes so people can pound those links in and go get connected to Aiden. Mate, thanks so much for dropping by. Always interested to hear about you know, what's going on in specific niches. Um, said real estate's. A super interesting place. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, dropping by the show and, and and sharing your insights. I'm sure people have picked up a lot about sort of where you've come from and sort of how you managed to, to get things going for yourself and how you're positioning yourself for the future. So, yeah, appreciate you dropping by. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Chris. Pleasure, mate. Thank you for swinging by. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>